Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? Welcome to JavaScript Jam. We're here with myself, Scott Steinlogi. I'm technical community manager at Edgio. Uh, and then we have Anthony Campolo, developer advocate at Edgio. Yes. And we have with us uh-huh. Mr. Chris Coyer. Hey, thanks for having me, fellas. Yeah. Really? Pleasant, yeah, good, good. This is just the coolest audio setup just for for those of you at home. Yeah, just we're in person, blow, yeah, in Make person, sure which is um, up on that uh, mic. Extraly, uh, I don't know, just extra challenging, and uh, uh, I'm in awe. I'm in awe. It's a good job. Fellas. Well, that means a lot coming from someone who has podcasted for as long as you have. Right, I have True. the equipment. I try to buy my way out of problems, but I don't actually know anything. You know, <laughs> so I just it's just fun. Man. Yeah, it is just fun. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me. We're sitting here, uh, just super high off planet earth you'd be (laughs) at least 700 people people would be surprised how far off the crust of the earth we are if we jumped out the window we would definitely die oh yeah (laughs) immediately we don't even have to hit the ground no we could go down 90 percent of the way and we would still die heart attack easily yeah (laughs) yeah yeah. died just from the amount of pee that i pee yeah Cool. Uh, so anyway. uh, go ahead and uh, introduce yourself. Some of our listeners will know who you are. But feel free to yeah, get, right on. Because I wonder if you know if the yeah Edgio is 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 new to me, but apparently you all are just rolling in it over there. Just a, <laughs> I don't know. You know, I was described to me as Netlify and 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 Cloudflare combined. Really, uh, I, I I don't know. It's just I'm impressed and I like I'm jealous of customers. <laughs> Look, businesses People that have, have a bunch of enterprise clients. Yeah, yeah, but like good ones. You know, like big check kind of customers. Yeah, no, we have the customers where i can never be sure whether we're allowed to say they're a customer so true oh like, uh, right we're not NDAs like, everywhere we're not yeah. that kind of customer right. we just pay you you can't tell people i'll just say though. it's yeah. nike google let's say <laughs> <laughs> he says let's say yeah <laughs> i have that's I have, good i have no idea yeah but but if you're a you know it's not I, i'm not a i'm not big in the edge world let's say I don't think you'd know me. And if anybody knows me, it's it's because I, for a long time, blogged about CSS. CSS Tricks used to be my site. It was acquired by DigitalOcean a, uh, a little over a year ago. So that's not mine anymore, but it's still my legacy, you might say. Been there several times. Sure. And and then... And there was lots of JavaScript stuff on there, even though it was called CSS Tricks. Truly, Trix. there I, was. I wrote a whole Redwood JS tutorial once. Right. Very little CSS. And it's actually no CSS whatsoever was in no, that tutorial. I was I was done. I not done I, I would happily write about css anytime but i wanted to write about whatever i wanted to write about and have guests like you write about anything they wanted to write about and that's what it was it, it, for the last 10 years of its life it was just about websites the name um thus was horrible yeah and we don't have to we don't have to hand on this too much but i'd be curious now that it's been about a year since you kind of right. let it go mm-hmm. how, how do you feel about that and seeing how it's continued on without you well it continued on without me for a while just fine you know my my lead editor jeff stayed on at DigitalOcean, who is the company who bought it and you know continued publishing stuff and it lived on just fine then they had a bunch of uh, round of layoffs just mm. recently which jeff was caught up in as well as i think every single other person that dealt with community so and content. So now it's kind of like a shell of a name then. Cause right, but at, you know what's positive about it is that like anybody who ever wrote for it, the URL is live, their byline is on that post, they're getting just as much, including me. That SEO juice. So... Is if it's online, I'm happy. You know, of course, I'd prefer to see it like more thriving or whatever. So but are they still publishing new articles at all? Um, I, I don't know. 
Hmm. I know that they haven't in about six weeks, but like that doesn't mean they're done forever. I don't know. <laughs> I, and I literally have no inside knowledge. I have no, what, I have no idea what You're they're doing. A passive observer right. like all of us. But it was, you know, and that was a, I wouldn't call it a side project for me, but it was always like way less than half time for me because I work on CodePen as well. And that was, that's a much bigger enterprise because it has a bunch of full-time employees, I mean, a bunch, seven full-time employees. Um, that's just larger in scope than CSS tricks ever was. We only ever had par part-time people and it was just me and stuff. CodePen is like, it's an actual business. <laughs> and and I, I made yes. good use of CodePen when I was first learning to code. Mm. I, um, I've told this story a couple times where I had a developer machine that was so old and jacked up and I'd been trying to learn to code before I actually had any business doing it to where I had like nuked my local development environment so badly that no one could figure out how to like <gasps> run an application on it at <laughs> all. So I had to use these online editors like CodePen or like Code oh, Sandbox. Right. And I would actually, I would write the applications in those, export them to a GitHub repo, and then deploy them on Netlify. Then that's how I would show my projects. <laughs> wow. You, you are a total online life. You yeah, used it was the web. 100% online. I had no local development whatsoever. I actually love that story because it's, it proves you now the tenacity of somebody who needs to use yeah, certain tools. Has yeah. to figure out how to make it work. Code will find a way. God yeah, and I've also listened to Shop Talk, so it's like you—you've been someone who, in my web journey, has been very present, and I've like learned a lot from. And so it's great mm. to have you here, and like I very much appreciate all yeah, the work yeah, you've done yeah, on the web. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah, my pleasure. pleasure. Just remind me how old I am. <laughs> that's my favorite thing to do as a very young person i'm not that young <laughs> i'm in my like, mid-30s he's I'm like a very young person yeah <laughs> trying to make you feel older that's true though i do have a podcast with my friend dave and we do this the same kind of Does thing dave and ever come to conferences around oh yeah all the time and your podcast yeah we try to we try to go to him together when we can i think he he had his eye on this one but didn't didn't pan out you know and that podcast is Shop Talk. There you go. That's Let's right. Another name that I websites. It's fun. I I mean, I look. You know, the logo's cool and everything. But it's one of those names where, like, long term, you look back and I'm like, that's the term that literally every industry uses when they talk. sit around to. Yeah, talk nurses sit around and talk shop about what you know <laughs> what I mean. <laughs> So yeah, the name is un, un, unremarkable for that. Thing. I don't know about nurses. Yeah. That was a weird example. Yeah, that was great, though. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciated it. It was good. We do still occasionally get questions from, from Car Talk, you know, the famous NPR show that mm. is, has, is over now. But yeah, but three, four over the years of somebody that had a really specific question for the Car Talk guys that came to us because they just, in their mind, landed on our website or whatever we have like a question and answer form but it was like you know how to change my oil in my 89 toyota corolla or whatever. <laughs> and i was like yes we got another one that's so funny all right so what do you what's what's going on what i mean we're live and in person and we're here to render about? i'd be curious yeah. your talk is modern css in real life in real life so we gotta talk about what is modern css and what is real life well i just thought my angle on it was that it's it's potentially easy to talk about technologies in isolation a little bit like here's the syntax this is how it works and especially with some of this new css stuff when you're first introduced to it the temptation is let's look at the syntax together and talk about what it does that's fine 
I wouldn't write a blog post like that perhaps, but I thought for a conference and I was asked to keynote it too, which has a little, there's a tiny bit of like responsibility or something. Yeah, <laughs> actually make do it, a good job. Uh, yeah. Do a good job <laughs> and make it kind of like more globally applicable. So I think there'll probably be some people in the room who maybe don't like super care about CSS. Cause there's this conference is pretty broad and you know there's a lot of leadership stuff for example yeah so i thought what i would do is i won't talk about anything unless i can connect it to a real world situation like an actual public website that we can look at or i can paint a picture that's like see this situation which you can imagine so what are some of the websites or situations that you're going to hit on it actually opens up with a a, a media website it's, it's an article on cnn.com about Black women and nine binary surfers. It's just like a cool right. post. It also fits well with the diversity theme. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, accidentally, perhaps, but I'm glad <laughs> I can check it out. Uh, that it's just a, it's one of those like articles that, you know what I mean when I say an art directed article? It's like a fancy article. That one where like you scroll down a bunch of stuff, like flies on screen, P- possibly. Right. But it's, it, yeah, like, but it was intentionally put that way. You know what I mean? Like, the, you know, I'm sure Surfboards. once a week. Sure. It just isn't the normal template that that media outlet uses to publish an article. It's it's probably less covered in ads. In this particular example, the first thing you see is one giant photograph, and then uh, that covers like the exact height of the browser window. And then the title of the article is kind of like tucked away on the bottom left of it. And it's meant to be like, look, you're entering like an art gallery. That's kind of how how it's evoked. And so, and then I lo- start looking at the CSS that they use to build it. And it's not to like poke fun, like, look, they did a bad job. Actually, I think they did kind of a good job, but I'm like, here's some new CSS stuff that we could tweak in this real world article that has some, I think, real world benefits. So we change some of the CSS on that real world website to, to yield some of the, the benefits. So that's kind of, uh, cool. that, that's the point. And, of then, and then my next question would be, so when I was learning CSS, like, quote unquote new mm. modern CSS was like grid. So I'm assuming we're, we're far beyond that at this point. You're talking about other newer things. Kind of, but grid makes an appearance in there. I, grid isn't that old, really. In fact, there's a chart that I bring up really briefly. There's a kind of a project called the Web Almanac that is published each year yeah, where they do, they do research into yeah, actual usage. Article. Did they? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Because Although that you'd think that would be one of the harder things to measure, right? Like, how do you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> one of them. Yeah. yeah, you know when a website's WordPress because they jack in a meta tag that's like WordPress, so it's re- easy to check. But yeah, Jamstack might be hard. But uh, maybe it was more than that. I'm just rambling now. But they can measure stuff like how popular is a certain feature because they can just look at the CSS and parse it and check. And they, it, it looks like something like 12% in the last year that was measured of websites were using grid in some way. Is that a big number? Hmm. Uh, I'd say no. For such just a core layout mechanism yeah. in CSS, I would think that's a pretty low number, actually, despite it being new. But then you, right next to it is a chart for Flexbox, mm-hmm. which is just popping up, like mm-hmm. 89%. Well, oh, this wow. is funny, actually, because yeah. when I was in my boot camp, they wouldn't teach us grid. They taught us Flexbox is like the newest thing, mm-hmm. and they're like, we're not mm-hmm. going to teach you grid. That's too new. And at the time, <laughs> it had already been around for like a couple of years. I was, was kind of mm-hmm. salty about that at the time. Yeah. Like, I want to learn grid, though. Yeah, well, the real answer is probably like, we just haven't uploaded our curriculum. To yeah. <laughs> right, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We can't do that. Yeah, they're like, we just yeah. spent the last month getting the new React router in, so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow. Yeah. Some of that stuff blows my mind because you're like, 
I have a bad perspective because I think about CSS a lot mm. and don't find it particularly challenging, I guess, mm. but, but it's probably through long exposure to it. But I'm like, you can just look up the syntax real quick. And then now you know it. Yeah, you know, or well, like go on code yes pen for no. one second. Like if you already know, like when you're when you're starting totally from scratch, like yeah. you don't even know what code is. Mm, sure, yeah, sure. I don't know. I got into CSS pretty quick, and I really appreciated some of the advanced features just because I love like little things like that. Mm. For example, I had I created uh, on my profile when I first created, I had like little um, social links on the side. Sure. Yep. And then each one, when you would hover over it. Yeah. It would spin out at you. Oh, super! It was oh, super cool. I'm sure keyframes, baby. Yeah, yeah, dope. rotation. But uh, yeah, a lot of layout, I think, in CSS isn't particularly complicated. I think a huge amount of layout is I want to put something on the left mm-hmm. and wait for it the mm-hmm. right. Yeah, so at the same time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, for real. Yeah, and that, and you know, if you're using percentages. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of ways to do that. For a long, long time, you would float one thing to the left, float one thing to the right. But then you had to think about like, oh, but what about when there's a little margin or I want the gap and to control the gap? And, and it was a little quirky and hacky and weird. And, and you had to think so about clearing the flow. And it. There sure. was so As you right. added in things like Flexbox and Grid and all now there's three ways to do everything. Do so yeah. That's right, what really tripped me up. Sure. And I think that's fair. And, and then Flexbox came along and said, oh, you want to do that? You want to do the left and the right thing? You want two columns? Uh, I guess I'm going display to CSS flex Tricks and Flexbox the Guide. <laughs> like Perhaps, <laughs> which is, I guess, a testament to Flexbox being not as good. Like the well, fact that that, that guide was, was so of, big for us yeah, means dude, that pe- they couldn't re- yeah. you couldn't, people couldn't remember it. Mm-hmm. But the way, you know, just to, to cover it, the way that you probably did it was on the parent you say display flex on the children you say flex one on each i mean take up as much room as you can now these days you can say gap which you for a long time you couldn't do that in flexbox but if i want a little gap between the left and the right you can mm-hmm. just say gap one rem or something and mm-hmm. get that gap in between it that's pretty good but i would argue that the syntax for grid is better it's just display grid grid template column i'm going to define the columns right on the parent of how how many there should be and what the gap are and then let the elements just fall into those columns i made i think that mental model is better i think it's more generally useful i think it's easier to understand and it's just it's to me it's like a little sad that the usage is so low asterisk though I think when you write a program that crawls the web for a zillion websites and figures out what features they're going to use, they are skewed heavily by the way older and the way that wizzy wiggy kind of things do things. Ah, so yeah. So not necessarily how people coded them, but because so many websites are a WordPress or a Wix or a thing where no one even wrote the code in the first place. I think there's a zillion Shopify, Squarespace, Wix, WordPress templates that somebody just used Flexbox on them. Well, I think that's like no why. developer worked on it. I think the majority of React sites are actually Wix sites because of that same reason. Mm-hmm. Perhaps, yeah. And uh, hmm. which is fine. It just means that, like, what are those charts then? If I'm like 80% of any, it, 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 in a way, it just invalidates all that data. It's like not that interesting. I'd also be at. more curious to know, like, what's the percentage of like the top. 100 sites, 1,000 sites, 10,000, instead of, like, the, the entire sum of the internet. So like, that's... Well, that's what it is, I think. It is, it oh, okay. is top sites. But it yeah. would almost be more interesting to, like, troll GitHub than it would yeah. be to, to, do, to do deployed sites. Because GitHub is, like, 
handcrafted code theoretically yeah actual code that people wrote right that's a i don't know just more interesting but the reason grid is in the talk isn't because it's new necessarily but there's a there's a feature of grid called sub grid that's just it's in two browsers chrome is last which is a little unusual but it was the firefox thing i think i remember they they Mm. had like some super sweet sub grid developer they may have been first i remember hearing about that a while ago first yeah mostly i hear about this stuff through like listening to shop talk that's where i used to oh right the first time i learned about container queries because you you would talk about it all the time is that going to be in the talk uh it is a little bit it's pretty brief but i just you know the point is to connect it to real world websites so i'm showing a couple websites that use grid and i was like look if subgrid was available across browsers i bet these websites would do it because it's kind of nice it's 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 a tiny thing it's lot some groundbreaking feature but the idea is you have an element it's it's placed on an existing grid fine you can do that now and then there's no reason that that element that you placed there can't also be display grid. You sure that thing can be display grids grid. all the way down. Yeah. That could be display flux. It could be flow. I mean, I don't know if it it's like be floated, actually probably not the, but, but what, let's say I do want it to be a grid. Do I need to redeclare the grid lines on it? Yeah, you do. You, right. If it's display grid, you need to put some new grid lines in there for that to be relevant. And what subgrid says is, or you can just have it inherit the ones from its parent. Just, I want all the grid lines that, you know, let's say it took three columns and four rows or something. Give me those as my grid lines. That's all it is. That's its only feature it does. It just saves you a little time and allows you to line stuff up inside that element that line up with the grid around. And I think that's tremendously useful. If only the world worked that way. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No. Everybody fall into place now. Yeah. Jesus blew my mind a little bit. (laughs) We are on the 69th floor. I mean, jeez. Cool. That's so great. we got grid, we got subgrid. So there's a little bit of container queries. Um, what other modern CSS? And also, let's let's talk about the term modern CSS. This is a term that I hear most mm. often from Stephanie Eccles. She's someone who oh, would, she does she, use the word modern. Yeah, she has like a whole course based around it. Right. I had her on my podcast a long time ago talking about this. So tricky what? word because yeah, you know, exactly. for years it'll yeah. you know whatever was modern then is not modern anymore. <laughs> right. Yeah. So what is well, what, what does it mean? To, what second. does modern mean to Chris Coyer? Well, yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. I mean, certainly container queries are in that bucket. That's just such a big transformative deal for CSS. I was talking with somebody at lunch without them. Uh, it was good. She's, she's doing the talk on uh, the many ways of styling in React. And I found that, you know, do you, you all work in React? Do you, okay. yeah, yeah, you do, Mostly, right? yeah. <laughs> okay, well, do you, then you're probably aware of styled components. It's usually the biggest I way. I hate it. Okay. Well, <laughs> see, spicy. Good. You know, it's not the Ooh. only way, right? You could use CSS modules. You could use... Yeah. Styled components themselves gave birth to all kinds of yeah for me i just i didn't like having to bring in a whole extra dependency to do styling like Mm -hmm. that seemed kind of silly to me especially because i was at the point where it was kind of old Mm -hmm. when i was learning react so there'd be like weird dependency issues and then other like newer meta frameworks like next they have like built as you said like css modules so you can use right which are kind of even older but there was such a good idea i'm glad they hung on yeah yeah so i was i had other ways to do it to where it just felt kind of silly to have to bring in a whole dependency to do style right the thing that I'll say irks me a little bit about those styles is that mm, yeah getting hot here yeah (laughs) is that a lot of them expect you to 
use an object like syntax to describe CSS. You know what I mean? Exactly, so instead yeah. of margin dash right, all lowercase, you'd go margin no dash capital R right. That's how JavaScript expects it to. Mm. And it, that is how it is represented in the DOM ultimately. You know, you get computed style. On but then there's also a layer in your out. brain. You're always be like, okay, I have to write my CSS and I have to turn it into this other thing. You do. And you know what? I'm not going to harm. If, if people like that style, I think that's okay. But here's where this is the connection to modern CSS, I think, is like now there's container queries. Now there's style queries. Now there's um, at layer. You've seen that one in CSS. There's all these new things. You're like, how is that map onto freaking styled components? Where do I put an in the, in the nesting of that's that. true. As CSS continues to evolve, who knows? You've decided to write this abstraction up. on how you write CSS, mm -hmm. which means that you, without knowing it, you meaning the author of these libraries, have signed up to support the syntax of CSS for the rest of your life. Now you're not going to do that, which disappoints well, me. Well, the creator stock and post doesn't even do stock. Like that was like Max, who now has mm. like a GraphQL company. <laughs> like he's not working oh, on style is that components. Max yeah. Uh -huh. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, cool. Uh, Max is a smart guy. Yeah. No, he is, but he uh, has nothing to do with style components anymore. So he even who even knows who's updating that library? Right. Mm. Yeah, I'm like, sure. if it doesn't work in style components, that's what modern CSS is. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a funny kind of bar <laughs> once it breaks your dependency the problem is, is i think it might actually because they had the good sense perhaps it was max himself i don't know who some of these libraries support both syntaxes have you seen the back tick syntax where instead of writing it in that op javascript object syntax you can actually just write a chunk of yes. actual css right, yeah. that's how we that's how we do it in redwood yeah is it oh, okay yeah. yeah and what's nice about that i guess you know if there's any saving grace to this horrible idea overall <laughs> is that you probably could write modern css in there because mm. it's just it, theoretically it's it's parsed yeah, by see, I did like that doing that and that's how I do system. like tailwind now is I'll basically like yeah. those super long ridiculous tailwind things you write I'll just take that throw it into a variable and then throw that variable oh, into my HTML you've made your own apply syntax yeah, exactly you, you apply it yourself to a variable <laughs> but I like that because then your your HTML is super clean that way uh, yeah that freaking matters to me absolutely I'll yeah. say I think it matters to a lot of people that's usually the biggest complaint I hear right. about tailwind Oh, so I haven't had a single conversation at this stupid conference that's not about Tailwind. Not that I'm, <laughs> it's impossible to avoid. And I'm like, yeah, truly, truly. It's just yeah. unbelievable. And I, ref I, I won't. What do you think? What, one thing I said to somebody earlier that I think I liked my take on it was that if you have a hot button, if you're just like, it's the best or it's the worst, I think you're both wrong then. There is no hot you can't have a hot take about Tailwind without being wrong. Mm -hmm. I think it's too nuanced for that. And I also think I'm not a, I'm not a yucky or yum kind of guy. Mm -hmm. So whichever one is effective for you and your employees and, and yourself or whatever, and you mm -hmm. like it and are productive in it, Godspeed. Well, I've heard you make that same case for why you use React right. and CodePen. Like, people will be like, oh, why aren't you using Svelte or something? And you're like, well, I'm using React and it works. I'm not going to rewrite my entire application for no. XYZ reason. Every three months. Not <sighs> minimum. That just is so <laughs> idiotic to me. Even though, as we're in the middle of like the world's largest rewrite, anyway. So, anyway. Oh, let's talk about that. Oh, well, we could, we could a little bit. But the, um, God, what was I going to say about the, 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 compiling tailwind thoughts you know 
All, you know, it kind of goes without saying that some of the modern CSS stuff you also can't do in Tailwind. Mm, you know, yeah. as it evolves, they have also signed up to support everything that CSS supports till the end of time. But at least they have a team and a company. Truly, very good sign that way. And that, you know, there's a lot of people that make WordPress sites, right? Lots of them. Half the CSS Tricks was whatever. WordPress, right? God dang right it was, you yeah. know? And I think of that when you... There's just a lot of developers out there that got used to hot module reloading. I don't know who invented it, when it was invented, what it shipped with first. You know, was it was it part of the Webpack dev server or something? Probably. But these days, you can write JSX and stuff, hit save, and your expectation in development is that I don't have to go over to the browser and hit Command R. Mm-hmm. That the what I'm the development server will either refresh itself or better, it will just somehow magically be changed in what I'm looking at. That is a DX expectation of working on the web these days. Yeah, if that's people not the case, mad that Remix didn't do that for the longest time. Oh, that, that would make it untenable for me, too, honestly. Yeah, uh-huh. It's a dive expectation for me, too. I'm not saying, you plebes, I can't believe you have this expectation. I'm like, yeah, that's just a better way to work. So it's it's the faster feedback cycle from my fingers to my brain. It makes such a difference. Right? Because if you do it 100 times in a day, like yeah. that could be like a it's half hour of better. time that you just lost. Honestly, I run CodePen, too. We make it our business to make that fingers to brain cycle as fast as we can okay but i mentioned wordpress right you don't build not that nobody does but the general happy path wordpress way is php templates right there's no php hot module reloading so Mm. what is what is the tailwind wordpress story now i now when i change the classes in html it's just got to refresh the whole page. There's no hot module reloading there. So I, I think it's interesting that when people I love Tailwind, it's perfect. I think a prerequisite for liking Tailwind is that you're in a hot module reloading situation. Those have to be together. Otherwise, every time the browser's going to go blue, blue, blue. Every time you change a little class and stuff. So I don't care about how ugly the HTML is. You know, I mean, I kind of do for authoring. Like, I don't want to look at it all the time. But that is kind of a, I know most people that use Tailwind could, care less so yeah. i'm not gonna like throw well, once that you get used face. to it then you're used to it and it's just what right. you expect sure sure still feels a little weird to me but I th- i'm sure i could get over it jsx felt weird to me to begin that's with, what's fun so. about web development though is that what feels normal to you is just whatever you learned at the time because it's always been changing that's true <laughs> that's true what's that's your normal Jem said today in a, what's in your a modern? leadership talk he did the like the the Greek philosopher thing, the only constant is change. And I'd appreciate little <laughs> nice quotes like that. Cause you're like, God dang right, man. One of the things I love about the web though, is the, yeah. the constant iteration that there's always kind of a new way to do something. And ideally a slightly better way to do something. Like you're talking about right. how, you know, grid you think is better. It's like, well, hopefully or else they wouldn't have built a new thing if it wasn't better. Right. <laughs> Truly. Yeah. Although <laughs> I can look I up some examples spicy. where I'm like, why Modern is this CSS has gone backwards. <laughs> Oh, I was I was talking to some people about at scope recently. That's a new one that uh, is about to drop that I just feel like has real limited utility in CSS. Well, I, well, I don't know if we have time to get all into the nuances of what at scope is, but it's kind of a you know like CSS modules um, in a way obfuscated selectors so that they wouldn't it got processed into some gibberish selector so that when I write styles over here, there's no way. They conflict with something over here. I'm not. I'm not saying class name dot card because then 
six months later, somebody else writes a dot card. Now they're clashing and that's a problem in CSS. That's an actual problem on teams in CSS. And that's what one of the things that CSS modules stepped in and fixed, which I really appreciate. So that's the idea of scoping. I've now scoped this chunk of CSS that Ken styles will not bleed out from it. And you'd think that that's what at scope and CSS would do, but it totally doesn't. So it's like this weird. So it doesn't actually weird, scope. Yeah. Not the not the original selector. It will scope everything under it to itself, but I'm like, that's what a class already does. Mm. Like a class is mm-hmm. scope in CSS, so it's weird. So it has a couple of bonus things, and one of it is that you can you can stop how far the scope is going down. I can say style everything from this selector down to this selector and then stop. So nothing else under that second selector is now selected in that scope. They call it donut scope. Hmm. (laughs) And I'm like, that's really neat. I'm glad that somebody thought of that really neat esoteric idea in CSS that I've never needed ever. (laughs) I should say ever, but I just, now I'm yucking somebody's yum. Some of the CSS stuff, it like you read the specs and it's like, this stuff gets really, really specific in terms like what I'm glad that it does. Because if it didn't, we would see, I don't know, we'd be in the, the dark ages again and people would be talking about how quirky and, horrible and inconsistent CSS is. Yeah, people actually like CSS now. They have. Yeah. And that, that's going to be in the talk because that that's changed. It's went from this really quirky, inconsistent language to a very strong, useful, powerful, consistent language. And well, yeah, no, CSS used to be a punchline. Bruh. <laughs> so do you, you know Caitlin or uh, Catlin? Catlin? Uh, I pronounced his name wrong. I know it. Hmm. Anyway, Sass. Oh. Oh, yeah. Like the... That guy, yeah, from, like the Hamill guy, the Hamill, yeah, yeah. <laughs> way back. Yes, I do know yeah. him. Yeah. He's been on our. He was back when, right. we, when we were on this club long time. He like invented it and has pieced out long ago. I think on yeah, on, yeah, and now just does like I don't know. He's running um, charts or something. I don't know what he does. He's the CTO over at. Yeah, that's yeah, right. We'll I'm get sure into it some other time. Anyway, hyper rich. Um, we like should talk about uh, CodePen with the time we got left. I'd be sure. curious what's, what's going on with CodePen. You talk about the rewrite or talk about new features yeah, or whatever, just, whatever is interesting. I feel like you want our listeners to know right. about. I got to be a little careful about it just because it's like we're not, I'm not announcing a thing. But we're, you know, we're working towards a beta of a new version of it. I think that's not terribly so surprising. So is it, is it a rewrite where we won't necessarily notice or is it rewriting so <gasps> you can enable new functionality? Like That is the ultimate question. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He tried. It would be my goal to to not disrupt the Apple cart. You know, like that Mm. would be. You don't want to lose features, obviously. Well, we definitely won't lose features. There's no there's no real chance of that. Although I say that, and I think there might be actually a couple of uh, really esoteric languages that by the data we don't (laughs) need. Yeah, that that might uh, that we might nuke just because we know like so nobody will care. But don't worry about that. Like if you use it. (laughs) Not, I'll be I'll be, be curious chill. just as we're <laughs> sunset yeah. we're, we're nerds here like what was what was the impetus to want to rewrite like what kind of issues were you hitting like what was the friction that made you say like it's all right not, we gotta rewrite yeah. this it's not a problem it's a it's a limitation um, I, well, I guess problem. that's a problem yeah now they mention it but but it's it's more just like when I see new technology you know only constant has changed right if I see some new tech, like, like I joked, some, somebody is, <laughs> somebody's going to drop a new piece of code processing technology at this conference. It's guaranteed. There's a, you know, like days since new JavaScript framework zero, like there will be something. <laughs> and <laughs> I feel injured. Yeah. <laughs> but like a lot of times those are, those are not 
It used to be, you know, in the days of SAS, it used to be very clear. Input, output. The API was send us some code. It will be processed and now we'll give you the primitive code out of it. Like mm -hmm. CSS, like CoffeeScript was like that and yeah. Haml was like that. And there's so many processes. And CodePen was like born in the era of that being true. These days, it's, it's, it's much less true. These days, code processing is done at the file system level. It's you know, it's like a CLI. It's like run this processor against this whole stack of files. And it's just, just turned file. into stuff that's unreadable, which is not always super nice. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. And but and so we just that's the thing is like I want to support anything. Ideally, it would be good if code if absolutely any front end anyway technology you were able to play with on CodePen. And right now, I, th I think people think of the limit. I don't know if they do. I don't have good evidence for it. But I think of it. I think of the limitations of what you can do on CodePen a lot. And I so wish there was... So does this involve having your own custom, like, ASTs and compilers? Or, like, how do you even <laughs> enable that to, to allow any transformation of anything? Boy, I'd love to tell you about all of our our AST journeys, but uh, <laughs> that feels a little too deep into it. Uh, we don't need to go that deep then. Uh, 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 but, but yeah, I mean, if you're, if you're, you know, making a play on how code is processed, you have some work ahead of you. And that's, that's what we're in the middle of now. Cause I, I do want a, a version of CodePen that, that matches front end developer expectations and is ready for the future is ready for things that we don't even know will be invented yet. So there are a couple things that you can count on, like the fact that developers work on file systems. There is a group of files that turn into websites. Dude, that's hasn't gone anywhere since long before I started programming and doesn't look to be going anywhere at any time soon. You know? As long as we're still on computers. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Then so they get stored that's in That's it. Yeah, we're... But we're very happy. I mean, CodePen is a is a happily functional existing product that you can use today, and many people do. And GoPro and it has features that people like and stuff. So yeah, I'm not going to disrupt anything. Yeah, that I just want more for it. On CodePen, it's one of the things I always thought was so they cool. They do. There's dang code artists on there. People really just showing off what they can do. People get jobs that way, and and and, and you know, but probably more common is just like making you know prototyping right you know? yeah mm -hmm. yeah and finding inspiration because so many other people do it that there's enough little like internal network effects on the site that makes ideal place to go to look around for people that you know that was kind of the we were born at the same time dribble was you know that site that with the with the rectangular you know designers would share what they're working on and so many designers did that that if you're like i need some like example footer designs it made it a wonderful place to go look because there was high quality stuff there that's true of codepen too is that you can find examples of stuff that people have worked on interactive tabs or whatever they might be yeah whatever you can think of yeah Awesome, man. Well, anything else you want to leave our listeners with before we close out here? No, I don't think so. That was that was very good questions, and 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 thanks for having me, letting me talk. You know, it's, yeah, it's kind of it's a privilege, really, to be like I'm going to say some words. Oh, thanks, man. I'm going to use Anytime. your audience to say them. Yeah, we do. Um, we do weekly Twitter Spaces also. If you ever want to show up and we'd love to have you shoot the shoot on that. So. It's super like open mic, like just so much fun. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right but um, you should let people know what are your like handles and your yeah, websites. And unfortunate yeah. enough, where people should plug things into the address bar to find you. Where can they bug you? Uh, yeah. 
anywhere really i'm but you know i don't i don't get enough email really i use my name for everything including my email so my website is my name chris coyer.net c-o-y-i-e-r a little i don't know twist on that but i'm pretty easy to google and then that links to everything else but i'm chris coyer on github and codepen and twitter and dribble and who knows everything you know and then my email as well is just my name at gmail.com don't do that don't do it i just i'm I'm inbox zero i want more emails i'm amazing at email i want to be able to delete more yeah <laughs> send me emails. i have i have too many emails i got like five emails now it's kind of a problem i'm a little oh yeah that too many yeah. addresses yes. yeah i do like to same. consolidate down oh and, golly yeah same here i've just i i do i have a this is a little known fact about me but i'm a little obsessed with email i have even a blog even called email is good.com <laughs> That's I awesome. do. I really do. There's dashes in between the I'm email is an email. and good. Yeah, do it. Just, do it. And then you should go to javascriptjam.com and yeah. get on our e- newsletter so you get an email from there, us. Right. Well, yeah. I have a, I'm such an email. <laughs> if you're, geek, at, I have if my you're own at inbox zero, you do not get any newsletters, I'm assuming. <laughs> no, but I like newsletters and I just have a, my own little it. exotic system okay. that uh, uh, there's a, there's a, oh, no, no, we're going way over. <laughs> there's a, there's a, a website called Feedbin that gives you an yeah, email mm-hmm. address that you can subscribe to newsletters for and then they come in and you just read it along with your RSS. Of course, everybody on this audience uses RSS to read all their news, right? Good. Of course. Well, yeah. I do, and yeah, I'm, that's I'm where my news all that go. stuff. This is probably yeah. why I have multiple email addresses because I've tried to yeah. jigger my own <laughs> workflows with all that right. kind of stuff. MacGyver, right. email MacGyver. That's what. That's your next domain, bro. Nah, not bad. Yeah, yeah. 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 Do people even remember MacGyver? Now, so now we are all old. Yeah. You're outing yourself. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, all right. let's call it there then. Thank yes. you so much, man. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks, guys. Awesome. See you guys next time. Peace. <laughs>